Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG. These members are versatile and committed to working side by side with the RPGC. Already provided 238,000 pieces of PPE, and there is more so on its way. A huge amount of work in um, helping the PNGDF understand what COVID 19 is all about. Well, Australia's assistance to Papua New Guinea really covers all sectors, as you Hey, very good evening. I'm Gregory Avira, and welcome to the Australian High Commission on Air program. As Papua New Guinea continues to improve its preparedness in addressing COVID-19, Australia remains committed to supporting this effort. On this evening's program, we hear from the new Australian High Commissioner and other senior representatives on Australia's support towards combating this pandemic in the country. We now join High Commissioner John Philp. Afternoon, Algeta. My name is John Philp. I'm the Australian High Commissioner here in Port Moresby. I'm very pleased to be here this evening to have a chance to talk about what Australia is doing to support Papua New Guinea as we prepare for and we respond to this horrible disease, the coronavirus, COVID-19. One of the things we've done is to completely rethink everything we're doing in Papua New Guinea to support the government as they respond to COVID-19. Already, we've taken about 67 million kina from our existing ideas and commitments and pushed this into providing a package of support for PNG to prepare for and respond to an outbreak. Um, we've already spent quite a lot of money to try and help with testing kits. We're providing uh, over 20,000 rapid test kits, which have arrived already, some of them. We're also helping to process the testing that's being carried out already in Papua New Guinea in Australia just to provide some extra capacity to the system. Um, we've purchased almost two million pieces of protective equipment, PPE, that includes a million surgical masks, half a million gloves, 100,000 protective medical goggles, quarter of a million disposable masks. A lot of that is, has arrived already and will be arriving in the next days and weeks and we hope to help to distribute that to all the provinces of Papua New Guinea. Similarly, we've provided some money to the government that will go to um, provincial health authorities. That's already started with Morobi, but it's rolling out in the next day or three to all the other provinces as well. We're trying to find ways of supporting the local health systems throughout the country with rapid delivery of mobile health clinics. That's small additional clinics, not specifically for COVID, but to allow the health clinics that are existing to put all the COVID-19 patients into their existing clinics and then to have a separate set of rooms where they can see all the other health victims who will still need to have treatment during this period. Um, we've provided a lot of technical assistance, advisors to help through uh, NDOH and the National Operating Centre for COVID-19 Response. We're delivering water and sanitation projects to support better prevention. Um, hopefully you've already seen some of the documents we've sent out um, to talk to people uh, across Papua New Guinea in villages and towns about how they can wash hands better, have better social isolation and work themselves to prevent themselves from getting COVID-19. We're also starting to think about how we can help the government of Papua New Guinea to prepare for the next stage to come out of COVID-19. 
We've already seen some of the economic impact on this and we all worry about the impact on the economy. So we're thinking about how we can support the economy to keep going and keep working that period. Our other agencies are also working very hard on the COVID-19 response. The Australian Federal Police is playing a key role, working alongside the Royal Papua New Guinea Constabulary. Uh, the policing partnership currently has 28 Australian Federal Police advisors based in PNG. None of those have gone back to Australia. It's our largest international deployment and they're working side by side with the RPNGC and the government. They have senior advisors working to advise Commissioner Manning, the controller of the state of emergency, um, and others who are working in the National Operations Centre and other places. We're working too with churches and other partners on the public information systems to get com communities better advice on how to avoid infection. The Australian Defence Force is also playing a critical role. Uh, we have over 30 advisors who are living and working in Manus, Wewak, Ley and Port Moresby. It's our largest and longest running defence program anywhere in the world. And those staff are all working directly on the coronavirus to try and help PNGDF as they deploy um, and respond to the needs of the government throughout the country. We're also working with partners to provide services and support for women and girls, including survivors of violence, because we know from experience across the world that family violence worsens during crises anyway. During lockdowns, we very often see a spike in family violence, and we really want to make sure that there are still resources for people who are affected by those kinds of problems. We're committed to PNG's long-term development objectives, so not just the coronavirus response, but for all the other things that need to continue to happen in education, in infrastructure, in law and justice. So that support builds on the $300 million low-interest budget support loan we provided to the PNG government last year. Some of our existing bilateral programs in Papua New Guinea will be interrupted or delayed because we want to focus very much on the COVID-19 response. But we're working through all those issues. We look to resume all those other projects as, long as, as soon as we can. But we're focusing right now very much on the COVID-19 response and to ensure that the economy can really keep functioning as well as it possibly can. Overall, I think my key message really to everybody who's listening is that Australia is here, we'll stay here. Um, we're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. I came up myself earlier than I'd originally planned to to make sure that I could get on the ground um, and to lead the Australian assistance that we provide to PNG. I know that your government, the PNG government, is working incredibly hard to try and prepare for an outbreak, a worse outbreak than we've seen already. They have very good systems in place and we will stay here to do whatever we can to help with all of that work. We're working with a great many partners here in PNG, not just the National Department of Health and its partners, um, with the Commission of the SOE Controller, but also directly with provincial health authorities, UNICEF, the World Health Organization, NGOs across the country, particularly including church partnerships, to implement the PNG Emergency Preparedness and Response Plan for Coronavirus and look at which communities are particularly affected and in need of additional assistance such as those in the Gulf who've been affected by flooding. Well, listeners, I now have with me Councillor Subnational Development, Jeff King. Thank you, Jeff, for your time on the program. Can you please provide an overview of what your program, Subnational Development, is doing to support the government of Papua New Guinea in its response to the COVID-19 pandemic? Good question. So the subnational program is actually a range of programs underneath 
working at the subnational level. And we've repositioned or redirected our major initiatives through the Church Partnership Program and also through our Building Resilience and Treaty Villages Program. The Church Partnership Program works with the seven mainline churches in PNG to provide support to their work around health and education. And we've worked with the churches so that they can quickly reposition the funding we provide to focus on communication and prevention of COVID-19 activities. Now, what this means in practice is the churches, as you would know better than I, have the, the best network in PNG, especially at the rural and remote areas. So they're getting the message out through their networks. They're talking through their um, health posts and through their educational facilities. They're talking to communities about prevention efforts, including water, sanitation, and health care. The Building Resilience and Treaty Villages program is based in the South Fly District of Western Province, and it works, as the name um, suggests, in the Treaty Villages. And we've also redirected that program to focus on um, communications and prevention activities in the South Fly District, but not only just in the 13 Treaty Villages, but in 40 of the 75 wards in South Fly District. That includes all along the coast, and up inland along the Indonesia-Papua New Guinea border. Now, that program has um, at its heart a a, uh, cadre of 110 community rangers who are Papua New Guineans who um, have been selected from their villages to participate in the program. They are provided with extensive training and resources, and they do a range of things in terms of building uh, local capacity, communications, and specific project work. So we're going to utilize those resources to try and help PNG with its COVID-19 communications and response. We're also, because of extensive flooding in the area, which has been persistent for several months, we're also in the process of, de- of delivering food aid to the area um, because closure of the border to Australia and Indonesia has uh, made it difficult for people who are used to going either to Australia or Indonesia to, to source food or to sell goods. It's made it difficult for them to earn a living and to buy food. So we're providing food assistance um, into the areas affected by the flooding and also affected by COVID-19. Okay, with that being mentioned, um, how does this all fit into Australia's broader assistance to Papua New Guinea? Well, Australia's assistance to Papua New Guinea really covers all sectors, as you would know. And um, our assistance to Papua New Guinea in relation to COVID-19 is really focused on, a, on public health. So um, um, the, the health team and the health programming that we are putting in place um, aligns with what the government of PNG is rolling out. And we've been working to try and ensure that PPE, um, health facility upgrades, funding for operations. We've been working to ensure that, that these um, supports are, are in place. Now, the, the work that we're doing in terms of largely around communications and prevention through our subnational programs aligns with what the health area is doing as well. So they're working on communications and education, and they need to access our networks in terms of 
church partnership program and through our community rangers to get the messages out and work on prevention activities. So it's very closely aligned um, within Australia's program, but more importantly, Australia's program is very closely aligned with the government of PNG's priorities. And that was Jeff King, Councillor Sub-National Development on the support provided by Australia towards PNG's response to COVID-19 and the continued broader assistance. Once again, Jeff, thank you for your time. My pleasure. We now take a short break. On the other side, we will be joined by the L team as they outline the type of support provided for by Australia in addressing COVID-19 in the country. Welcome back, listeners. We now have with us from the Health Security Section, Press Secretary Emmeline Kamek and Senior Program Manager Katharina Abon. Thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, and good evening, Olgeta. Thank you very much. Good evening, Olgeta. With uh, COVID-19 being a, a big issue, not only in Papua New Guinea, but globally, um, how is Australia supporting PNG to prepare and respond to the public health challenge for COVID-19? Yeah, thank you. And... Obviously, COVID-19 is a really big challenge, not just for PNG, but for the whole world. And the Australian government is really committed to helping PNG to prepare for and respond to this threat. Through the PNG-Australia partnership, we have a long collaboration with the government of PNG and health. 
We've worked together for a long time in strengthening the health system and also in combating common infectious diseases like tuberculosis, malaria and HIV. Of course, COVID-19 is creating new challenges for PNG and the rest of the world and placing additional pressure on health systems and healthcare workers. So the Australian High Commission is working alongside the PNG government to help PNG to meet these challenges. We're doing this by supporting prevention, detection and response, including providing technical support and advice to the PNG government when it needs it, direct funding for provinces, support for community education and hygiene, COVID-19 testing and provision of medical supplies, including personal protective equipment. Okay, um, Katharina, COVID-19 is a new disease and the community needs information on how to prevent COVID-19 and what to do if they think they may have the disease. How is Australia supporting community information, education and communication? Information is very important at this time, given COVID-19 is a very new disease. Educating the community about how to prevent and manage COVID-19 is critically um, essential. And this is something that the Australian High Commission has supported right from the uh, start of the response to COVID-19. We provided funding to UNICEF to help get materials on COVID-19 prevention printed and um, to pay for radio and TV segments to help educate the public on preventive measures like uh, hand washing, coughing into your elbow and maintaining safe social distance from other people. Also, churches are very important and influential community organizations in PNG. So we are working with churches to help deliver public information campaigns on how to avoid infection and what to do if they have symptoms. Uh, the PNG government has established a uh, COVID-19 emergency hotline for community members to call and ask questions or report symptoms. We are helping to staff that call center, which is responding to around 2,000 calls per day. We know that uh, frequent hand washing with soap is one of the most important things we can do to prevent transmission of the disease. So Australia is partnering with NGOs like WaterAid to implement water and sanitation projects to ensure that more people have access to clean water and uh, hand washing facilities, which will support better hygiene. Through all, all this, we are working closely with uh, PNG's National Department of Health, the World Health Organization, and UNICEF to ensure that we, we are all promoting the same messages around community education and we are reaching uh, a wide audience as much as possible. Identifying cases of COVID-19 early is important to controlling COVID-19. How is Australia assisting PNG to test for COVID-19 cases? We know from the experience of other countries that early detection of COVID-19 through testing is essential if PNG is to prevent widespread community transmission of the disease. But testing for COVID-19 is quite a complicated process and it requires highly skilled laboratory staff and complex equipment. Here in PNG, we're really fortunate to have laboratories which can test for COVID-19. For example, the PNG Institute of Medical Research in Garoka, Eastern Highlands. The Australian High Commission is working with the PNG Institute of Medical Research and also the Central Public Health Laboratory here in Port Moresby and the Department of Health to support the diagnosis of COVID-19. We're doing this in a number of ways. For example, we're procuring additional laboratory equipment, also diagnostic tests and essential laboratory consumables, which are all needed to run COVID-19 tests. Initially, COVID testing could only be undertaken at the Institute of Medical Research campus in Goroka. But with Australian support, IMR has been able to expand testing to Port Moresby as well. Soon, we hope to be able to expand COVID-19 testing to PNG's provinces, 
and we'll do that using portable gene expert machines which are currently used to diagnose TB. So to help with that, Australia is supporting procurement of special COVID-19 gene expert cartridges which can be used in these machines which are located in every province in PNG. We're also funding the rapid response teams which are deployed to provinces to take samples from people uh, with suspected COVID-19 and to train provincial healthcare workers on how to take those samples and package them for testing in Port Moresby. And finally, Australia is supporting the testing of some COVID-19 samples in Australian laboratories in either Queensland or Victoria. And this is both to increase the capacity of PNG's testing and also to confirm the results um, of tests which have been undertaken in PNG. Healthcare workers need supplies of uh, personal protective equipment to keep them safe. How is Australia assisting? Like many other countries at the moment, PNG does not have adequate supplies of personal protective equipment or PPE for use by health, healthcare and other frontline workers like uh, at the airports and the ports. PPE is essential equipment for frontline workers to protect them from possible inf infection when they are treating people who are unwell or potentially infectious. Uh, to date, Australia has uh, already provided 238,000 pieces of PPE, including masks, goggles, gloves, and protective clothing. And there is more on its way. In total, we will provide almost 2 million pieces of PPE. These donations were in response to a request from uh, from Prime Minister Marape to Australia's Prime Minister uh, Morrison for specific assistance to meet the challenges of PNG's preparedness. Uh, these PPEs will be distributed to all the provinces in the country by the government of Papua New Guinea itself so that it can reach the health facilities and healthcare workers and the other frontline workers who need it for protection. Apart from technical support and supplying of medical equipment, what is Australia doing to support health infrastructure to contain the, and treat patients? Right. Well, Australia's aid program already invests significantly in health infrastructure in PNG. However, in response to COVID-19, we've announced a new package of health infrastructure support, which is going to deliver 10 containerised health facilities to boost PNG's health infrastructure capacity. These facilities can be deployed to existing health centres and hospitals in the provinces to provide extra capacity. They'll be used to support services including triage and referral, treatment of non-infectious diseases, injuries and maternal and child health care. So these containers won't actually be used for treating COVID-19, but they will help free up space elsewhere in existing health facilities. In addition to responding to COVID-19, in the longer term, these facilities can be used by the PNG government to provide much needed health infrastructure across the country. And finally, um, provincial authorities will need to lead the response at the provincial level. What kind of support can provinces expect from Australia? It's in the provinces where most of the population of PNG lives and provincial health authorities will play a critical role in leading COVID-19 response at that level to prevent spread of the virus in the communities. So the Australian government has committed around 9.6 million Australian dollars, nearly 19 million Kina, in direct support to provincial health authorities to assist them to implement their provincial COVID-19 emergency preparedness and response plans. This support will go towards critical areas that require immediate action such as clinical management, including triaging, quarantine and isolation facilities, surveillance and rapid uh, response activities, community engagement and risk communication messaging, strengthening infection prevention and control, and activities required to manage 
points of entry, including surveillance at airports, ports, and land borders. This direct funding to the provinces will help them take immediate action to prepare and respond to COVID-19 in a way that best meets their need at the provincial level. Okay, thank you for that. Um, are there any concluding remarks that you would like to make? Yeah, thanks. Thanks both. I think um, in conclusion, it's just important to note that while we have a really strong focus at the moment on supporting the COVID-19 response, we haven't forgotten all the other really important health issues that affect PNG. So we'll continue our support for these important programs like immunisation, TB, malaria, HIV and maternal and child health care. These are really challenging times for PNG and indeed Australia as well. So it's really important that we all work together in responding to COVID-19. Well, listeners, we've just heard from the Health Security Section, First Secretary Marlene Kamek and Senior Program Manager Katrina Abon. Protect yourself and your loved ones from coronavirus disease and other respiratory diseases. Here are a few simple things you can do. Wash your hands with soap and water or use alcohol-based hand sanitizer to clean your hands. Remember to always wash your hands after coughing or sneezing, when caring for the sick, before, during and after you prepare food, before eating and after toilet use. When you cough or sneeze, cover your nose and mouth with a tissue or with your flexed elbow. If you're using tissue, dispose responsibly in a covered bin immediately after. Avoid close contact with anyone with cold or flu-like symptoms or who is coughing or sneezing. Eat only clean, well-cooked food. Protect others too. Do not spit in public. If you have a fever and cough, avoid crowded places. Protecting our country from coronavirus disease and other infectious diseases is a shared responsibility. Do your part and stay healthy. This is an awareness message from the National Department of Health with support from the World Health Organization and NBC Radio. Welcome back. Apart from assisting on the health front, Australia is also utilizing its existing policing partnership and long-standing defense cooperation program to ensure Papua New Guinean counterparts are well prepared to carry out their duty during the COVID-19 response. My colleague Natalie Lavi caught up with AFP senior officer Julian Bianco and here is what he had to say about the AFP support during this pandemic response. Julian, what is the role of AFP in PNG? Can you tell us about some of the support um, that AFP has provided to the PNG police in the past? Uh, thanks, Natalie, for the opportunity to speak on behalf of the, um, the AFP. It's really a good opportunity to really talk about what the AFP and the RPGC uh, are doing in collaboration uh, in PNG. Uh, the AFP and the RPGC have been in uh, PNG since uh, 1985 and had a, a great relationship since then with the RPGC. Uh, since then we've been working in partnership uh, with the PNG Police Force, our, our um, closest neighbouring police service, on a range of areas including training, advisory and operational support. Uh, the PNG-Australian Police Policing Partnership, which is uh, very much at the forefront today, um, was developed in 2008 and the AFP has continued to work closely with the RPNGC in that area. It's predominantly a capacity development and uh, advisory support mission. Um, as you're aware, through 2017 and 2018, 
PNG successfully hosted the APEC Leaders Summit, uh, which was uh, attended by 21 world leaders from APEC member countries. Uh, post APEC, um, AFP offices continue to provide frontline advisory support to the RPNGC to strengthen the RPNGC's ability to deliver effective and visible policing services for the people of PNG. The PNG APP Mission Commander, um, Assistant Commissioner Cates, works closely with Commissioner Manning to ensure that the expanded police, policing partnership improves the law enforcement capabilities of the RPNGC across a range of key areas, including, but not limited to, training. Uh, that includes a lot of training um, out at Beaumana Police Training College. The PNG APP also includes fly-in, fly-out advisory um, support in the provinces, just to ensure that we are not just supporting um, the RPNGC in Port Moresby, but supporting the RPNGC throughout the country. This also includes six AFP members deployed permanently to lay. The PNG APP are not armed and don't have any police powers such as arrests. They are here purely to support the RPGC, RPNGC in an advisory role. Uh, what support is AFP giving uh, to the PNG police as part of the COVID-19 response? Well, the AFP has been uh, very heavily involved with the RPNGC supporting uh, them in their preparation and response to COVID-19 efforts, including during this current uh, state, state of emergency. Um, the AFP, PNG APP currently has 30 advisors based in PNG, our largest international policing deployment offshore, and we're very proud of that. Uh, these members are versatile and committed to working side by side with the RPNGC and the government of PNG in support of the COVID-19 response. So the AFP here uh, at the High Commission is very much part of the whole of Australian government's support to PNG, and we're ensuring our support is, co is coordinated and and um, across all government agencies and throughout PNG and Australia. And moving on towards um, AFP support to family and sexual violence, how would you describe the, the support in terms of training and capacity building? Uh, PNG and Australia's family uh, sexual violence rates are at, at epidemic levels and this is mm -hmm. definitely a, a challenge for both Australia and PNG. Um, addressing gender equality in the RPNGC and improved services for family and sexual violence related crimes are integrated into the partnership approaches. This includes mentoring alongside the RPNGC um, for jointly selected family sexual violence cases. Uh, PNG APP currently has an embedded advisor with the RPG Sexual Offences Squad at Barocco as well to assist uh, those family and sexual violence investigations. The PNG APP, in collaboration with the Australian Funded Justice Services and Stability for Development, also known as JSS4D, are developing a training program regarding sexual offences to better support the FSV units and enable better knowledge of investigative practices, case file management and prosecutions. Um, the PNG APP mission is very focused not only on FSV but ensuring gender mainstreaming across all programs. Any further comments um, you'd like to make on AFP support to PNG police? Well, personally for me, um, working alongside the RPNGC has been a very rewarding uh, area. Um, I, I do know, um, since, since arriving, I've been about a year, um, I've noticed that our female AFP colleagues here work closely and support their female counterparts in the RPNG. Like the AFP, RPNGC have a woman's a women's advisory network, of which the AFP is very supportive. And that was Natalie Lavi with AFP Senior Officer Julian Bianco. Next up, we have Colonel James Kidd, the head of Australian Defence Force staff in Papua New Guinea, who outlines the type of support being provided by the Australian Defence Force. 
So my name is Colonel James Kidd, uh, I go by Billy. Um, my role here at, uh, in Papua New Guinea is the head of the Australian Defence Staff. Um, it's been a position that's uh, existed up here since uh, 19... Uh, 78 so it's a really long-running role and it's very similar to what uh, a defence attaché or defence advisor might do in other diplomatic posts but here in Papua New Guinea it's quite unique because we have uh, the largest defence cooperation program uh, that Australia runs anywhere in the world here in Papua New Guinea so the defence cooperation program the DCP is my biggest and most important role so the defence cooperation program what, what does it look like on the ground. Everyone always talks about the budget, but I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about the people. So we've got about 40 members of the Australian Defence Force who live up here in Papua New Guinea with our families uh, and includes members of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force and also a really brilliant team of defence civilians from the Australian Department of Defence. And we work side by side with the PNGDF and, and their Department of Defence. Myself and General Troppo, we've, we've worked together previously um, when I've, I've been in Papua New Guinea before. And that's one of those people-to-people -people links where we know each other, we've worked with each other regularly. Um, our Chief of Army was an instructor with General Troppo back at Duntroon many years ago. Um, our Chief of Defence Force, General Campbell, has a strong personal connection to Papua New Guinea. So you get all these people-to-people -people links all the way through, and the DCP, that's the biggest part of what we do, which is why our families are such a big part of what uh, the DCP does. So COVID is, is really just an extension of what the DCP does and has been doing for 41 years. We work with the PNGDF to partner against the issue of the day. And at the moment, at the pandemic from COVID-19, um, we're working side by side with the PNGDF in every aspect of what they're doing. Uh, so the PNGDF, this is a huge deployment uh, for them to the land borders and the maritime borders to secure Papua New Guinea. And so we are responding in kind. So we've done a lot of work with the PNGDF to provide um, helicopter support, aircraft support, uh, some shipping so that they can deploy out of Port Moresby and out of Leigh and out of Weewak and they can deploy out to these borders and secure the country, secure the borders. We're also doing a lot of work with them on logistics so that once the troops get in the field we can ensure that they're fed and housed and there's water and power so that they can continue to conduct their patrolling activities and, and with that comes a big effort on uh, public health messaging. So we've done a huge amount of work in um, helping the PNGDF understand what COVID-19 is all about, helping them understand good public hygiene, not only so they can protect themselves, but so that when they get out and visit the villages out in the provinces, they can then become ambassadors and communicators uh, for the National Department of Health and the World Health Organization. So they're, they're not only following the best practice, they're also able to communicate to people in the rural areas as, as to how they can protect themselves as well. And that doesn't require a lot of technology. Sometimes that's just information and, and how to improvise and how to promote good public hygiene without all of the PPE. There are, there are ways to, to, for people to look after themselves. So that's been a big part of what we've been doing with the PNGDF. We've also been uh, helping them strengthen their communications network so that they can share information quickly. Um, as, as every Papua New Guinea knows, and mobile phone reception is good, but it, it doesn't extend throughout the entire country. And in some part, um, radio communications are important. So we've been working with the 
Pan GDF to strengthen their radio network so they can share information quickly. We've also been working with them to um, build up their warehouses with food supplies so that they can then distribute food uh, to areas where shortages may have arisen. We did a big food resupply operation into Gulf Province uh, at the request of the governor of the province uh, to respond to some food shortages that had come about as a result of some flooding. So for the DCP, a lot of the work's on the front line alongside the PNGDF, but a lot of the work is behind the scenes as well to help build up the warehouses so that the PNGDF have got the right logistics to, um, to share with others. So as you can see, it's a really big program um, and it's very extensive and one of the things we look to do is to ensure that at the same time we're building capacity so that the PNGDF are up the front, they're the, they're the first voices that are heard, they're the first faces that are seen. It's PNGDF leading the way and then we're just helping behind the scenes and we think that's what a true partnership is all about. And we're learning a lot along the way and we're learning a huge amount from the PNGDF about the way they improvise and the way they can work under really difficult conditions. So that's a true partnership. You know, I talk a lot about people to people links and it's really it's really important to us here. It's one of the reasons why we're, um, we're, we're really missing our families because our families are such a huge part of the PNG defence community as well. And as something like COVID affects Papua New Guinea, it affects our families as well. And I think that just highlights how deep those people-to-people -people links are and, and how important they are. General James Kidd concluding this first Australian High Commission on Air program. Before I conclude, I would like to leave with you a few messages. The PNG Australia Partnership through the Pacific Women program remains committed to supporting crisis and counselling services for survivors of domestic violence and family violence in Papua New Guinea. We remain committed to supporting and continuing these vital services during the COVID-19 crisis. Family violence increases during crisis, and this crisis is a particular concern with families staying at home and keeping distance from other family members and the wider community. This increases risks of domestic and family and sexual violence. If you or your loved one needs help, please contact Wantok Counseling Helpline on 71508000. The number again, 71508000. This is a national toll-free number. There are also other services available across Papua New Guinea. In Bougainville, you can contact Nazareth Center for Rehabilitation on 74743889. There are support centers in Arawa, Buin, and Buka. In Wiwek, Isipik, contact Family for Change on 73778801. Family PNG's Case Management Center in Leh, Morabe Province, and can also be reached on 70914027. In Port Mosby, Bell EC PNG Case Management can be contacted on 70554407. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Australian High Commission on Air, and we do wish for you to join us in our next program. Until then, pleasant listening and good night. Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future.
Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG. These members are versatile and committed to working side by side with the RPGC. Already provided 238,000 pieces of PPE, and there is more so on its way. A huge amount of work in um, helping the PNGDF understand what COVID 19 is all about. Well, Australia's assistance to Papua New Guinea really covers all sectors, as you would.